It is the Brotherly Love Podcast on Anchor.fm. I am Joe O'Donnell, as always, joined by John Mita. And Johnny Mita, it's nice to catch up with you, dude. Back-to-back weeks, we're rocking and rolling now, and uh, looking forward to chatting with you today. Yeah, I mean, I just love it, you know. I mean, because what else is there besides <laughs> brutal COVID, you know? But hopefully some things are opening up around the country. Get more of our normal life back. You know, I don't know how much more normal it'll be, but... uh Hopefully, it'll be a little better than what it when it has been, or the way you it know, has been. Yeah, in uh, in the great state of Iowa, they have ha- they have uh, reconvened on high school baseball and softball. Really? And in fact, they've been playing uh, at Principal Park, home of the AAA team for the Chicago Cubs, the Iowa Cubs. Uh, your thoughts on uh, some of that? I mean, we, you know, you and I, as we wrapped up last week's podcast, sort of had. Uh, a little off the record conversation about just the, the crazy inconsistency, state to state, yeah. county to county, who's open, who's not. If you go here, it's chaos. If you go somewhere else, you're wearing a mask and you can't even get in the door. Um, what do you think about uh, some of, you know, some places getting back to more of a a uh, state of normalcy, like you said? Well, I mean, I think eventually we're just obviously the numbers are going to go up, right? Because more people are getting tested. We have to keep in mind, like, with the testing, like, before to get a test, you had to be like, you know, my lungs are collapsing. I have pain here. I got this going on, this going on. They're like, oh, yeah, you need to get a test. Now they're so much more readily available. Of course, some people are going to get it. And then the people that get it with just, you know, their symptoms are very small. Like, they have it. It's quick. It's, it's done. And you have, like, my brother told me, like, one out of 20 people, my brother who's, like, in the health and medical industry, but, like, told me, like, one out of 20 people will have to, you know, go to the hospital um, for this um, particular virus. And it's still crazy. It's, like, now, like, they said, like, ventilators help. Now, ventilators might do more harm than good. I mean, who the hell knows, man? Yeah. It's just, like... I don't know what to believe anymore. I, I just think, you know, cases are going to go up. We just got to burn this thing out. I mean, I think it's going to be around like the flu. I mean, yeah, can we get a vaccination? I don't know. This this might be around forever. So it sucks. It's brutal. It's taken so many lives. It's just crappy. And, man, it's just decimated the entire world. It's just so sad. And, it, and it's just changed so many things. And, but... It'd be interesting to see, like, with all the protesting going across the country, like, and, and the spikes. You know, the other thing is the numbers. Like, what do we really know about the numbers? Like, I want the age breakdown of people who've been affected. I also want to know where they've been affected. Like, are these just in senior living facilities? Is that's where the greatest risk is? Like, it, it's just so inconsistent. I, I'm just pulling out my hair, but God damn it. Excuse my language. But, <laughs> but, but. Can we get some type of sports? Because now that Florida has become the epicenter, now people in the NBA are freaking out. And I'm talking with you because you're our, you are our hockey aficionado. And I'm like, oh, oh, man, I would like hope. And you're like, oh, hockey's coming back. And I'm like, I, I hope, man. I-, I need something. I need some live sports action, or I'm gonna lose my damn mind. And then you know, then then the NFL season's in peril. I mean, the whole thing. I, I can't take it, man. People across this country, even mentally, the effect that this this thing has had, the virus itself has had 
on people mentally, you know, staying inside, being depressed, anxiety, you know, what the future outlook is, people's employment. Like, it's just ungodly, man. And and I just, I, I mean, I don't know. What are, what, I mean, what do you miss? Like, for me, like, I'm a huge movie guy. So, like, I miss going to the damn movies big time. Yeah. Now, like, you know, you're going to have to wear a mask in the movies. I'm like, awesome. Okay. I mean, I'll deal with it. That's what I got to do. That's what I'm going to do. Because I love the movies, and um, even though I don't agree with some some Hollywood people, but um, yeah, you got that, and like and, and like comedy shows, like I like stand up comedians are like one of my biggest like you know pat like that I just yeah, it's like a hobby of yours almost it trying is. to see as many guys and gals as possible. That's you know? it. So those are some of the things I miss. But well, let's 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 yeah. try and get a bit more positive. All right, let's hop. Go. We don't have a whole lot of positive topics to discuss. We yeah. will get into Dallas Goddard getting KO'd at a <laughs> South Dakota bar at one a.m. Yeah. Uh, what's up, Jefferson? Yeah, Jefferson doesn't like Dallas Goddard. Yeah, she didn't KO'd. like that at all, or he didn't like that at all. Nah. Excuse me. Um, uh, we're also going to uh, have our uh, sometimes regular segment on the fly where we'll fire a random question at one another. Uh, you, my friend, though, just came back from a virtual birthday party, so it's shout-out time. What do you got? Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> well. Oh, it's tonight? It's tonight. It's tonight. But And I don't think – I mean, why are you guys doing a drive-by? I, I, who knows, man? I don't just know, man. Just party. I, I, you know what? I mean, I'm with you there. Party at a distance. Party at a distance. Did you hear about the Sahara SoundCloud or the Sand SoundCloud? The Sahara, you know, I don't know. There's some new type of air cloud dust bowl that's coming towards our way that's also going to make life living out. So I'm with you. I'm all about the party, but it doesn't happen all night. But you know, we'll we'll give Kurt McManus a happy 40th birthday shout out. Nice. And hopefully, when this gets when you when we we put this for uh, for listen. You know, the party, we'll make sure that we put it up tomorrow. So that way he doesn't it doesn't get ruined. <laughs> oh, he doesn't know about it? Nah, he doesn't know about it. All right, well then I won't post it tonight because he's a big listener and yeah, he's I know. All he's right. a huge supporter of the BL podcast. I'm glad you said something. Don't All forget right. to follow us on Twitter, by the way, at B Love Podcast. A uh, quick one for you, Johnny Meade, before sure. we dive into our topics and happy sure. birthday, Kurt. Uh are you aware of the organization called Birdies for Brains? birdies as in like golf birdies no no so it's an it's an annual golf event i'm reading right off their twitter page dedicated to raising funds for brain injury victims and their families okay we play 100 holes in one day that's right 4 30 a.m to 8 p.m it's going on right now in minnesota Um, former nhl or ryan carter who i follow on twitter okay he is uh participating in it and he had like a headlamp ready to go for the first few holes today before the sun came up do you think you can make a hundred holes of golf in a day john no no i mean (laughs) to be honest with you absolutely not like i played yesterday which was you know awesome because like i know it's father's day happy Happy Father's Day. Shout out to all you great fathers, all my friends that are fathers, you know, your father's fathers, whoever. But, you know, I'm not a father. So I went out and I played golf yesterday with a couple of friends that are not fathers as well. And, and no, I, I can play the most that I played in one day was 36. And you're just exhausted. I mean, it's it's a lot, man. Yeah, it, it, it's a lot. I mean, 100 holes. I mean, whew. 
Yeah, so I guess the pandemic shut down on on May 28th. They tweeted out that they had to cancel the Birdies for Brains 2020 golf scramble. But they said uh, in this tweet, we still have the one-day 100 holes coming up on June 22nd, which is uh, today. So they kind of tweaked the format or whatever, but they're calling it one-day 100 holes. And uh, they're out on the course as we speak in Minnesota. So Godspeed to all those Uh, participants for a very good cause. Um, all right, Johnny Mina, let's jump into our first topic, and that is uh, Dallas Goddard. Um, yeah. You know, the video surface, they have made an arrest. The authorities have confirmed some of the reports around the NFL from the local uh, beat writers that have said, yes, an arrest has been made. A uh, 29-year-old man from Florida uh, was in South Dakota for business purposes. Dallas Goddard was at this bar. Uh, the first story that broke said it was a family restaurant. Now I'm reading it was a bar. It was just after 1 a.m. And the video that you can see from the from the uh, the bar surveillance camera yeah. is Goddard kind of pushing a guy back a bit, kind of up high around the neck throat area, but nothing too vicious. And then yeah. out of left field comes yeah. a KO shot. And my two my two takeaways from this are one, whoever the hell this guy is that hit him can obviously throw a punch because we're talking about like literally leveling an NFL tight end. Uh, and then the second part of it for me is probably just from a Dallas Goddard perspective, like, man, it's got to be rather embarrassing because as an NFL athlete, you don't expect to ever get like, first of all, I wouldn't think challenged physically. You might get some chirping every now and then, or a tough guy wants to, you know, tell you how tough he is, but to get dropped like that is, I don't know. I mean, it's gotta be scary in a lot of ways. Like, you know, I have to keep my head on a swivel at all times when I go out now. Um, so there's a couple of things that just right off the hop struck me, no pun intended. But uh, he was taken to the hospital. Uh, he was bleeding a lot, apparently, and he was out cold. So certainly not a good situation. I mean, I guess you could chalk this up to an official concussion for Dallas Goddard. And, uh, boy, the Eagles offseason continues to get a bit more odd, doesn't it? Yeah, it's uh, – so I was able – my buddy sent me the video yesterday um, – the video that pretty much I guess everyone has seen now. And crazy thing is, man, like it just seemed like he was like pushing the one guy back. Didn't look like in any intentions to get him physical. And like you said, this idiot comes out of nowhere and cold costume. And I've been watching a lot of UFC MMA and I've seen some vicious knockouts, but like you said, to knock a guy out with his stature, the other thing you worry about is right. Once you get knocked out, it's all about when you fall back. Right. If you yeah. slam your head right, to second you start one. bleeding yeah. right, and then it's now you have internal bleeding in your brain. Like this is pretty serious. Like you know, thankfully he's okay. I'm glad they arrested this idiot. He should press simple assault charges. That's that's what's going to happen here. But it's you just go wonder like why you just go out and just sucker punch. Like one time I was on the basketball court. I was a young young kid, like in high school. And I got sucker punched. Like, I called a foul on somebody. He didn't like it. He kind of wasn't really from, like, doesn't really know our group of friends. Kind of like a random guy that was playing with us. And, you know, I got sucker punched in the jaw. And, like, to this day, like, I still, I think I still suffer from a little bit of TMJ from that. But it's just crazy that, like, that happened. But, I mean, that bar seemed like full-fledged. Like, things are back to normal. And, Boom, that happens. And, uh, yeah, strange offseason. Crazy thing is I love the fact that all of his teammates came to his defense. I've been jumped before. I was jumped before in college, um, you know, and kind of beat up. My brother and I it was kind of a crazy story. 
you know, they were laughing at us, all these kids thought it was funny. And then the next night I kind of called all my friends from back home and we kind of did a little retali- <laughs> little retaliation tour. Not to say that that's right. So any of you young people are listening, that's not the way to go about handling things. However, I will um, jump in and say that I do love that story. I've heard it multiple times. <laughs> I will continue to request it whenever. <laughs> this probably isn't the proper form or the time no, and place. No, but but, but uh, if you know John Mead and you haven't heard the uh, all hands on deck retaliation <laughs> story uh, when you got your the uh, Rosemont uh, crew together, yeah, uh, yeah it's, it is uh, it is one. <laughs> It is one worth hearing. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, I was kind of texting back and forth with, you know, one of the guys, our buddy, Danny. And, you know, it's like all the Eagles like, yeah, we'll be on a plane. We got your back. You know, Lane Johnson comes out. Tell us, you know, time. Yeah, and, when and where. Yeah, time and place. And then, you know, some idiot chimes in. It's like, well, that's the problem with these guys. Today. It's like, listen, they're just getting their teammates back. Like, if that, if my friend got sucker punched out of nowhere, and I'm sitting at that bar, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to be right in the mix. It's not going to be, oh, let me try to sort this out. It's going to be like, all right, that guy's about to get smashed. But, you know, it's just, it's crazy. I, the whole thing is just wild. But I can't believe they had video of it. And it was just scary. To see. I mean, he got so knocked down and was done. And whoever that girl was that took care of him, you know, she was right there in the mix. And, some other people jumped in, but crazy, crazy stuff going the off season. Let's hope that. But the other thing is too, like if that's like I don't know, he's a football player, so he he's might have had concussions before. But once, you know, we've seen this all across different sports. You know, once you get your first one, you're you're now susceptible to more. And we all know, you know, how devastating and how you know the repercussions of, of serious brain injuries are. So anyway. Well, this next topic yeah. is uh, is very concerning for a lot of reasons. I mean, we talked about it last episode and some of the, uh, you know, the big issues facing our country and a lot has come to light. Uh, I feel like, you know, hopefully the last couple of weeks will turn out to be a step in the right direction for everyone from a just a discrimination standpoint, uh, social injustice, systemic racism, whatever term you want to use. Um you know, it with the statues that are being torn down and the protests around the country and everybody from, you know, Aunt Jemima syrup is now not going to be Aunt Jemima syrup anymore. I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's changing and you can say maybe we're going too far the other direction or whatever. Whatever your thought process is, it doesn't really matter. The bottom line is, as a society, a lot of people are coming to the forefront to um, have the collective backs like you just use in the Goddard story, you know, to, to, to support the black community. And it's obviously something that has been long overdue. And again, it's at the forefront right now. So let's, I guess, in a lot of ways, just keep it rolling and head in the right direction as a society. But then you take a step back um, when you see what happened last night with Bubba Wallace from NASCAR, uh, one of their bigger name drivers. Um, you know, I honestly never knew that Bubba Wallace was black. I, I'd heard his name a million times, but I don't watch NASCAR. I don't follow NASCAR. I don't know who's good, who's not. I figured he's a pretty good, you know, driver, pretty good race car, um, you know, competitor. But when the Black Lives Matter movement really got kicked into full gear recently, he was at the forefront of it, as he probably damn well should be. 
And, uh, and then to find out that last night in his garage in Talladega, uh, so this is a NASCAR sanctioned event. Um, I'm assuming his crew and very few other members have access to that area. A noose was found. And it's, it's goddamn mind-blowing, you know, that we're in 2020 and some complete moron has, first of all, the, like, how could you hate a, uh, a person or a type of person so much to go to this length to try and upset them, to rattle them, to break them mentally? Like, that in itself is disgusting. Uh, to go through with that act is, is just absolute it's cowardly in a lot of ways and and you know it's very bothersome uh but today nascar you know stood as one and it's nice to see that sport which is obviously very white driven in a lot of ways um and the whole confederate flag sort of being a symbol of nascar in, in at many events and many arenas or, or tracks like to see them come together and there had to be hundreds of crew members and drivers that helped push Bubba Wallace's car to the front of the field before the race today. And I mean, just the outpouring of support we've seen from NASCAR and around the sporting world for what is a just horrific moment for Bubba Wallace. Um, you know, obviously no one's hurt physically by it, but just the emotional toll something like this would have and where we're trying to get as a society to have some idiot do something like this and just for an attention grabbing move or whatever it was like, it's just, it, it's sickening in so many ways. Yeah. Um, it's, well, it's just, here's the deal. They should be able to find whoever did this pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, yep. when you're talking about in someone's garage, right? First of all, they want to make sure that, you know, the crews of the, of these, you know, racing teams like number one they can't cheat so they make sure that they can you know give their car a modified advantage to do something that would give them an edge over another racer so they should be able to find it is sickening that this happened but listen since you know since this movement is going on in the last month um you're gonna see your true races come out i mean yeah, there's a story in Philadelphia. I don't know if you saw this, but this guy got recorded. He, apparently, he was like a judicial clerk for family court in Philadelphia. And I guess across the street from the parks that he lives at, um, there were signs that say Black Lives Matter. And he literally went to the park and he tore down all these signs. And someone filmed them. It was like, why would you do that? He was like, well, you know, I pay taxes in this park. And, you know, and they're like, well, why would you tear these things down? That's not your property, blah, blah, blah. He's like, well, I pay taxes. And then the woman, you know, that's film was like, well, he's like, black lives don't matter to me. And he ended up getting fired just recently, like, you know, I guess on Friday. But this is all going to come out. You're going to see real racist people that are just going to come out and they're just going to be racist forever. It's just been ingrained in them, and that's, and then there's going to be some people that become more aware of, of the issues of racism, and it's just sad that, you know, NASCAR was moving forward. They 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 banned the Confederate flag, and I actually did, you know, when I was at Westchester, I I actually did it in my advanced public speaking course. This is one of the topics that I debated on. You know, is the Confederate flag, you know, a symbol of racism? And we're talking because. University of Mississippi, you know, the rebel flag was pretty much like that was ingrained, you know, with that university. So it's just 
you know you're going to see this. You're going to see this. It it, stinks. it really sucks because you feel like you're you're coming. You know, you're coming for. I mean, like you feel like things are getting progressively like there's now more awareness and you think they're going to get better. And then somebody doesn't act like this. And you know, so hopefully they find the guy, whoever it is or people or whoever, and just get rid of them and see you later and move forward. But it does suck. But, you know, let's, let's look at the silver lining. You look at, you know, how all the drivers and the different types of race teams came together to push him to the front. It kind of brought him emotionally, you know, it's he's the only African American driver on the Cup Series. So, you know, if you don't feel like he doesn't feel like, I mean, some people will just see him as another driver. That's what he is. He's another race car driver. But some other people see it differently. But you know, it's just, you know, it's just something that's unfortunate that happened. But you know, something that you're going to have to be aware of. Like this stuff happens, and you know. But I think. As crappy as this story is with, you know, finding a noose and, and what that symbolizes and everything else, I think we also need to draw back on what's the good that came out of it. It's like yeah. all these drivers sticking together, speaking out on his behalf and, and you know, trying to unify, you know, where there's so much division in our country yes. right now. Yep. You know, it's just really sad. And now's the time to unify. And you feel like we all need to come and unify together as a country because there's going to be more enemies that we don't know of yet that might try to break us. So yep. it's time. And, edu- and education too. Like last episode, you 100%. know, I talked a lot about respect, but yeah. we need to educate the younger generation. Yes. You know, as a parent, it's my responsibility to make sure my three boys yeah. know what's right and what's wrong yeah. on a million different topics. But a lot, you know, one of a, a big one is going to be equality or race yeah. relations or all that stuff. That's on me. And and you know, there are certain people that you and I know. There are certain people of older generations yeah. uh, that don't feel they don't, you know, because that's how they were raised. Exactly. Uh, and so it's important for whoever's still around and whoever has that platform or that voice to teach the younger generation and, and hopefully the social media generation that is all these teenagers that are on Twitter and Facebook and all these platforms, they need to see more of the good stuff than the bad stuff. And hopefully that will continue to influence them. All right. So Johnny, I want to read you a quick text uh, at ESPN McGee, Ryan McGee covers uh, racing for ESPN. And he just tweeted an hour ago with this overhead shot of like the Wallace car. And I mean, the, the track is, is filled with support, right? Uh, all kinds of uh, staff members and racer uh, drivers and crew members, etc. And he says, uh, again, at ESPN McGee, you know what, you racist worms who put that noose in Wallace's garage? Thanks. Thanks for your cowardly attempt to elicit fear because it led to this. In 25 years of covering NASCAR, I never thought I'd see this, a literal circling of the wagons to support a racer of color. Uh, and so to your point, you know, maybe again, we got to take silver lining out of stuff like this. We're going to find out who the cowards are. We're going to find out who the racists are. We're going to find out who the good people are. Um, and maybe that can help us down the line. Absolutely, buddy. I just so, watched the same type of clip on like Fox. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It's a great showing of support. Um, all right. Well, we mentioned earlier it was Kurt's birthday, and he texted us both last night with an idea for a topic. Now, we didn't really hammer this out, you and I. No. I'd like to for future episodes, but he was 
he wanted a little bit of a debate on the greatest jersey numbers of all time, meaning, you know, if I said number three, the best number three ever, any sport anywhere is right. Nope. So it number could three. Be, yeah, it yeah, could be right. tough, you it's know. Tough. I mean, um, I go with Allen Iverson. Yeah, that's what I was hoping you'd go with. Uh, yeah. So we could take it at some point, a Philly direction. Yeah. We could go all sports, um, you know, and we could get into some good debate. So I'd like to do that at some point, you and I. Yeah. So just for um, – and we can even take some suggestions from the listeners or, you know, take the listener feedback as well on if they disagree or agree. However – let me throw you just a couple more Philly ones for sure. the sake of argument here. Yeah. Uh, so just give me a Philadelphia athlete when I say to you um, number 10. Number 10. Uh, i got to go with Maurice Cheeks and Dutch Dalton. All right. Maybe I thought you might go Mo Cheeks. I'm going to throw you one more on the flyer side of things. How about John LeClaire? Ah, I love John LeClaire. Actually served him in a bar before, and he was uh, he was a great guy, generous and tipper. On, and on the Eagles side of things, I yeah. think we'd have to go to Sean Jackson. But again, we're probably missing somebody from yesteryear, no doubt, uh, off the top of our head. Um, so let, let's you and I, you know, huddle up on how we want to do this, the numbers we're going to discuss in future sure. episodes, so we can have yeah. our ducks in a row and get in a little bit of a heated debate. But Kurt, thank you for the topic idea. Uh, we love it, brother. And uh, if any of our other great Oh, and, supporters and, and, and listeners, and, yeah, and and his good friend Tom Fernessi, who also the, the two of them, they were the brain trust in this topic. So, is Tom yeah. a supporter of the BL podcast? He is. Tom is a supporter. So, all right, yeah. holler at your boy Tom. I like it. <laughs> Appreciate the support of the Brotherly Love Podcast. But again, you can email us, text us at this point, tweet at us at BL Podcast. If you got any ideas like that you'd like to hear us discuss or debate, we'd love to have it. Uh, on one of our upcoming shows. Johnny Mita, before we get on out of here, sure. my friend, uh, on, on the fly. I love right? it. Yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. And I All right. Okay. Go ahead. Here we go. Here we go. Um, I'm sure you saw this. Recent news, a Mike Tyson movie is going to be made. Jamie Foxx is going to play Iron Mike Tyson. Yes. I don't know if you saw the clip, the first, there's like an interview where Jamie Foxx describes the opening scene of the movie. And Did- it's unreal. Like, just his description, yeah. right? You're like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see this. Yeah. So, John Mead, I'm going to narrow this down for you. I want yeah. you to give me a Philadelphia athlete that okay. you want to see a movie about and who would play him. Whew, man. Wow. Uh, that's a tough one. That's a yeah. tough one. Dude, that's brutal. Um, um, oh, man. This is going to be in your realm, but like, because I don't know much about this guy, but people just talked about how good this guy could have been. I don't know who could play him, but give me a kind of a thing. You know, Pelly Eklund, right? Like, Pelly Lindbergh. Pelly Lindbergh, that's it. Yeah. Like, because I don't know much about him, but they said like he was going to be one of the most dominant goalies of all time. And we were just. So maybe yeah. something about his life, a documentary, and I don't know who would play him. I don't know who could uh, – but, yeah. yeah. I think I think you have to almost go – it sounds terrible. Probably you Lindbergh's almost have to top go top. that route, yeah. though, because like a Jerome Brown. That, or, that was probably going to be my next one. You or know? a Doc Halliday. Yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately, we often look to those who have passed the tragic, too soon right. to kind of tell their story. Um, and I – and I knew that'd be a tough question for you, Johnny Mita. So I'm going to lob this one into your wheelhouse as well. Same idea, same concept. Okay. 
also unfortunately tragically gone too soon. Mm -hmm. But I know you're a big fan of Black Mamba. Who would play Kobe Bryant for you? Mm. Um, wow. Wow. Um, yeah, Kobe. Um, oh, man. <laughs> Here, ask me your question. And while I'm answering, you can think about it. I know on the fly. Who would tough. you pick? I mean, I don't, like, you know, like, I need you need somebody that's young spear and is just an absolute kind of crazy off the cusp. Like, um, like. Like, different guy, but like Christian Bale is kind of a maniac, you know. Like that type of actor, I think you need somebody to play Kobe, somebody that's like so, like because driven. of just like yeah, because just because like he's yeah. a perfectionist, like he demands, yeah. like when he gets on a movie set, they said he's just a psycho to work with because yeah. like he just yells at people if they don't get things right. And I think that's kind of how Kobe was kind of like what Jordan was like, where like, I expect greatness out of everyone that I'm, that's working together. here. I will accept nothing else. So that's right. a great question, man. Jesus. I can't believe I'm stumped like this, but yeah. Well, you'll be driving later to the birthday party, whatever. It'll <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can text yeah, me and we can I, update. Yeah. The we folks. can update. Yeah. I don't have to get back on that one, but that's a hell of a question. But the question that I'm going to ask you is, I want to know your all-time, because, like, obviously, they're doing the greatest of all-time debate in Philadelphia 94 WIP, who's in the top 10. But what I want to know is, uh, for you, who are your favorite, you know, athletes? Doesn't have to be in this city, your Philadelphia sports, but, like, in all four major sports. So, for me, you know, NBA, my favorite baseball player of all time is David Robinson, my favorite baseball player is is frank thomas um my favorite hockey player of all time um god i i, I might even have to think about that but i, I used to love alexander mcgillney which is kind of crazy yeah almo baby yeah. little buffalo yeah 19, nhl 94 exactly um and then what else what else am i missing i got baseball high oh and football obviously brian dawkins is my favorite football player yeah. of all time but and then there's a bunch of other athletes. So for you, who is it in the four major well, sports? I like this question a lot. And when you said Alexander Mogilny, I immediately thought of Pavel Bure. And I'll tell you why. Because I've been seeing a lot of highlight reels of Pavel Bure on Twitter nice. for some reason right the now. The Russian and rocket. It may, and it made me just think of how electrifying he was. And you know what would be a really good debate sometime? It's just like the most electrifying athlete in each sport, right? Not the best. <laughs> Not the biggest, not the strongest, but just like that, the Sean Jackson type, like. And how about his or wife? In this case, yeah, She's or in this, oh, the co- yeah. the queen of Lifetime movies. But anyway, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, but you know, Bore was one of those just like explosive players, right? Yeah. Like a Lamar Jackson for the Ravens right now. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, I, I, we, you know, we could get into that type of conversation at some point. So for for me and. You know, obviously, many of you listeners know that growing up, I was a terrible Philadelphia fan. And the fact that I wasn't really on board with the Flyers. I don't know when this started. I don't know what happened. But I grew up at times uh, big, big Patrick Waugh fan and rooting for the Canadians and then the Avalanche. And that ship has sailed. He's been out of hockey forever. But so Patrick Waugh for me was one of my most inspirational athletes. Gotcha. Um, of all time. But I will give you, to answer your question officially, I will give you my favorite flyer of all time, and that's Rod Brindamore. Okay. Um, so I will go Brindamore uh-huh. 
in hockey, just to make this a little bit more appeasing for most of you. Yeah. Uh, Chase Utley is probably my favorite baseball player of all time. Mm-hmm. In the NBA, I'm thinking it's it's got to be AI because he really got me into watching Sixers games and basketball uh, at a very influential time in my life, high school, you know, middle school, high school, yeah. and uh, into college. So I'd say AI. And then my favorite football player. Man, back in the day, I, I loved the, the Dirty Bird Falcons with, like, Andre Risen and Deion Sanders. And I, I think oh – You can't go prime time. We'll, we'll, we'll be thrown off the air, for God's sake. <laughs> Do love, uh-huh. I did love some Deion Sanders high step and, uh, and his 400 nicknames. Yeah, uh, my favorite football player of all time. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Uh, B. West? I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, wow, wow, he you know? was amazing. He was. And again, but another. Yeah. This is what's crazy is that sometimes you get these athletes. Like, I just named Utley. His career was cut so short due to injury. Yeah. You know, we, we lost, as Philadelphia Phillies fans, two, three, four years out say, of Chase yeah, Utley. Two, three years, yeah. You know, with those new knee injuries. Yeah. And remember, he's, he was on a folding chair at spring training, fielding ground balls. Yeah, yeah. And, and then he gets traded because the team's, you know, head in, the, in a rebuild direction. Um, yeah. You know, that to me is like – and B. West, another guy that, like, I feel like, you know, the concussion yeah. and, and, like, the longevity of some of these athletes that I really loved – you just, I just wish we got more. That's of, when you um, marvel at athletes or, or guys who stayed and played in the league, like guys like Larry Fitzgerald, like guys who've been right. playing one team, one team for, for like a decade 15 plus. Years. Yeah, I mean, that's, high level. Yeah, yeah, it's just unreal. Uh, favorite football player? How about this? I will, I will put more thought in. All there. right, you table that. And when you come back with, when you come back yeah. with your Kobe Bryant actor, I will have my favorite Eagle or my favorite football player right. definitively lined out. So I'll I go like for it. now. AI, Brenda Moore. Um, what's the sport I'm missing here? Oh, Utley. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll have uh, some type of, of NFL player. Yep. To, uh, to lock that down for you. I like it. I like it. All right. It wasn't as clean as we were hoping for on the fly, but we'll take it. Good fodder. Hopefully the peeps out there listening are uh, discussing amongst themselves. Appreciate all the support. Everybody tuning in again. Subscribe uh, to all the various platforms where you can get the Brotherly Love podcast. If you can like it, if you can comment, all that stuff really helps uh, us in the long run. So, again, we appreciate the support, but spread the love. Subscribe, like, comment. And, of course, reach out to either of us, myself, Joe Donald, or John Mita. If you got thoughts or topics to discuss down the line, we'd love to hear from you. Johnny Mita, great stuff. Love brother. it. Great stuff as well. And, uh, you know, can't reiterate everything that Joe just said. You know, if there's anything you'd like to hear, you have topics, anything. We, you know, we got to spruce these shows up till we get some damn sports back. You know, yeah, hopefully, amen. you know, hopefully we're a month away. Hopefully we're on the four-week countdown, but you know, to be determined. But thanks again, everyone listening, all your support. We truly appreciate yeah. it. All right. For John Mita, Joe O'Donnell, Brother of the Love Podcast. Till next time. See you.